Hello, I am Eight, and you are listening to Roads Uncharted. Previously on Roads Uncharted, my companion Arthas and I, Eight, were tasked with watching a small child for the owner of the Silver Pearl Inn. The task itself was not terribly difficult. However, watching a child does come with certain difficulties associated with it. Namely, understanding what a child wants, understanding what a child needs, and understanding what frozen cream is. Apparently, it is a delicious treat, which is concocted out of frozen cream. Somehow, it is kept cold, despite being maintained at room temperature, or I sh suppose I should say, it is maintained at the ambient air temperature around it, considering it is not always in a room. Despite all of our difficulties, my companion Arthas and I were able to successfully sit on the child, Benny, for a number of hours, and we have since returned the child to his rightful family, and we will be reuniting with our good friend, Ro, who has spent a majority of the morning and afternoon pursuing academic studies at the university. Aiton Arthas, you are heading down one of the hallways at the university in Kidova. You've just dropped off Benny to his mother, Maddie, uh, who, although a little frazzled after her first day teaching, it was very happy to see that nobody actually sat on her baby and that Benny seems to be in one piece, albeit a little sticky from the frozen cream. As you are meandering down this hallway, you hear a small voice pipe up among the crowd. Excuse me, excuse me. Pardon me, I would like to talk to the two of you. I will stop, turn, and look for the point of origin of that voice. You turn around and you see coming through the crowd a, a short gnome. I don't know why I said a short gnome. Most gnomes are pretty short. You, short for a gnome? You, Short for a gnome, sure. <laughs> short for a gnome. Balding pate with like that little crown of hair and, and some very brown and dusty looking robes. Very large glasses on their face. Excuse me, excuse me. Um, I, see, I see that you are... Uh, you must be the construct and the giant kin that is staying at the Silver Pearl, am I correct? My name is Eight, and this is my traveling companion and great friend, Simply Arthas. Yes, we are staying at the Silver Pearl. And yes, I suppose you could consider me an automaton or construct. Because you said construct. You said construct. As you can plainly see, Arthas is 11 feet tall, which implies the fact that he is a giant kin. How can we help you, my inquisitive, diminutive friend? And I will be looking down at him as I speak. My, my name is Professor Whitmire. I'm, I'm actually one of the professors of history here, and I, I'm actually doing a paper on giant kin society. And I was wondering if it was possible if... Um, at this point, the professor looks Arthas. If I could borrow you for some time and, and ask you some questions about your history and your culture. Of course. Excellent, excellent. Oh, uh, um, the professor turns to you. Do you mind if I borrow your friend? I mean, he seems to be fine with it. Well, considering I do not own Arthas, 
and he is a grown individual capable of making his own decisions. I have no objection. Arthas, and I will turn and look to Arthas, looking up this time because Arthas is super tall. I will continue along forward to find our friend Ro. We will carry on with the task of questioning Arcturus on the matters at hand. And once you are finished, we will meet you back at the Silver Pearl. Spectacular. And then I will turn back to Professor Whitmire. My good professor, please be sure to feed Arthas. He has a prodigious appetite. And spending a few hours answering questions is liable to make him quite hungry. In the meantime, I wish you the best in your academic pursuits. And I will stand awkwardly and wait to see what happens. The professor nods and thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Perhaps I could borrow a bit of your time at some point later this week when I have a, an opening in my schedule. That is a very perplexing statement to make. Borrow a little bit of my time. I would be happy to spend some time with you to answer any questions that you might have. But time is not something that I can give as it flows on regardless of whether or not I would like it to. Eight, give me a vigilance check, please. Make it an easy check. Oh, no. A vigilance check. There's a, there's a knife. <laughs> he's, got, he's got a knife. That's a success and four advantages. Though the professor, I'm sure, tried to hide this. The knife. You, you, <laughs> you were able to pick up on this low muttering of, Make sure that I have at least four hours of my schedule, I see. Oh, yes. Well, thank you very much. Thank you. Uh, you you enjoy the rest of your day. Come, Arthas, we've got a long afternoon ahead of us. Now be sure to get you some proper vittles. I will purse my lips at the word vittles. Vittles. You have lips? I've got the, the, the fibrous chin and lip thing going on. Yeah, I keep forgetting about that. Yeah, it's just like a faceplate that covers my... Uh my upper half and sort of my cheekbones. Interesting word choice, Fiddles. That is certainly an academics vocabulary. I will turn and I will start heading towards the direction of whatever lecture hall or building that I assume a majority of the different topics are being held on today so that I might accidentally run back into Roe at some point. Speaking of which, so, Ro, you got up really early to go to this symposium that, you know, has had you really excited the last few days. What symposium was that? The symposium was about understanding creatures that we generally consider monsters. Taking a look at the, the histories of what made them considered to be monsters, but then taking a look at them as more like just different society, uh, uh, d different societal structures that we just don't understand. Not really a deep dive, more like a one-on-one -on -one introduction to the topics. Excellent, excellent. As this symposium is ending, you know, and you're exiting the room with the other students, you do happen to catch a certain Warforge kind of loitering out in the middle of the courtyard. Is it my Warforged? It's your Warforged. Oh, okay. It's me? Yeah. Oh, good. I was afraid that it wasn't going to be me. You'll see me kind of standing there. My arms are kind of awkwardly off to the sides in an attempted casual stance, but it just looks really stiff and rigid. 
And as people are passing me by, I'm just turning to them going, hello, I am eight. And you, oh, okay, have a great day. Hello, I am eight. And you would be, oh, okay, sorry. I didn't mean to bother you. Greetings, I am eight. And you are just going to walk on by. Okay, perfect. And it's just continuously trying to chatter with people as they're passing by. I definitely take a minute to, to absorb what's going on. And I'm going to approach from out of eyeline and interrupt at one point. You know, you'd have a lot more success if you waited somewhere that wasn't so transient. People are going to and from classes at this point. I begin responding. You make a very salient point, though I must say, and as I'm turning, I see that it's you, Ro, and uh, my face brightens. Oh, good friend Ro. Good friend Eight. You've returned from your lecture, pursuits, studies. Yes, it was quite enlightening. Yes, I'm, I'm, I'm back. Hello. Enlightening, you say. I would love to hear your take on the topic that you listened to at some point. Of course. After all, what is the point of academic pursuit, if not the discussion and understanding of that which we learn? I think that's the entire point of this institution. You learn stuff and you talk about it. I may be inclined to agree, though I have the feeling that majority of the people here are simply here to ask favors of other people. That has been my experience so far. I Have people been asking you about different favors and, and, and jobs to do? Well, yes, in fact. It's quite the humorous anecdote, and I will, like, sidle up next to Ro. Arthas and I have performed a satisfactory job of, quote, babysitting for the proprietor of the Silver Pearl this afternoon. Oh, oh, I see. I So, so, so you were taking care of a child this morning? Yes, we did. And... As a result of our efforts, we have earned the group of us, me, you, and Arthas. Wow, that's improper English. Arthas, you, and me, two nights free stay at the inn. Oh, how, how, how fortunate. How, are we going to need those two, two nights, two days? That extension. I'm not entirely certain. I suppose it depends on whether or not we might wrap up the loose ends that we have while we are here. Oh, perhaps we can use that credit to get refunded the time that we've already stayed. I'll, I'll make like that. What's the best way to put it? I make trout face at that statement. <laughs> oh, see, I knew you were the one with the greatest business acumen out of the group of us. As such, I believe that would be an excellent thing to ask once we return to the establishment this afternoon. And and oh, and of course, like if if not, that's perfectly fine. It's just merely an inquiry, right? Not not. We don't want to appear rude. Of course, there would be no reason for us to be rude about it. It's simply a simple inquiry, a matter of requesting a possible accommodation, as any patron at a, a an inn would do. After all, you did take care of the child. We did take care of the child on behalf of the the owner's daughter, who was actually performing her first 
duties as a seminar teacher on art history this morning. Oh, art history. That's not a topic that I'm very interested in, but good for them. Good for them. I imagine the history of art would be quite entertaining to uh, learn about. After all, art itself is very subjective to the whims and opinions of those who are viewing it. How does one view the history of such a nebulous topic that relies so heavily on the mindset of those viewing it? And see, that is why I'm not so interested in it, because it could just be any, like, art is so interpretive, anyone can say something about art, and it's a roll of the die, whether it's accepted as academic or just the musings of some uh, uneducated person. There are no rules, is what I'm saying. Ah, would you say that the only rule is that there are no rules? I think you've got me there. As I as I furrow my brow, just you, <laughs> yes. Now that your seminar is completed, what were your plans for the rest of this afternoon, good friend? Well, remember that office that we took a look at, and there was that there was that desk with a mysteriously locked drawer. I was going to see if we could find out what was in that drawer. Oh, you mean with respect to... Wait, friend Ro, am I misremembering something? I do not recall going to an office with a secret desk. Remember what Octos was saying about his old office? There was a secret compartment in one of the desk drawers. I recall Arcturus discussing the reason for his expulsion. I recall Arcturus being fairly glib with the existing staff of the university. Well, he and I had a conversation and sort of as appreciation for us bringing him here and freeing him from those caves, he told me that we should try and look at his old office if the, if the desk is still there which I assume is gone but just on the off chance that it's still there he said it would be worth it to go and open up one of the drawers it has a false bottom and we'd be very interested to see what the contents inside hold oh that sounds like a tantalizing mystery a little bit, yes, right? Perhaps, if we have a hard time locating the desk, we might ask the headmaster for a favor in locating it? Yes, I, I believe so. I, I, I think so. I, I That is like plan C, maybe even plan D. Oh, right. Because then the headmaster would probably inquire as to why we wanted to find Arcturus's old desk. Exactly. Perhaps we could ask one of the janitorial staff. Much better plan. Actually, and I raise my hands in front of me and steeple them. It's quite interesting that you mention Arcturus again, as I was hoping we might take some time this afternoon to go visit our head without a body. A nod and ponder for a second. Do we know what Octus is? 
Last we knew, he was under lock and key at the guard station. I can't imagine he's gone very far. It's not It's not Octurus moving that I'm worried about. It's whether or not Octurus has been moved. Oh, yes. I am slightly concerned about the same thing, though we will have to do all we can to locate him. For I believe that Arcturus may hold a key to understanding an aspect of the... And I look around before I say, prophecy, as I hold up my right hand to make a shield against the farther, like the more open side of the area we're in. Yeah. Do you recall the description that talked of green lightning? Yes. You see, when that was brought up in the prophecy, and I had asked if green lightning was something that was common among technology from Baokura, you had said no, which led me to believe perhaps, perhaps the device that Arcturus had used, which caused his unfortunate state, might use an energy source or behave in a manner that creates something similar. And since we had not really discussed it previously, I figured it would be worth pursuing before we leave him behind for good. Let's go find Arcturus then. And then the desk. And then the desk. Perhaps he might have some more insights. Mm-hmm. All right. So where do you propose to find Arcturus? Where are you headed first? I think the guard station. That's where we last left him. Yeah. Yeah. Seems reasonable. You head through the city. You head through the university. You meander towards that large spiral ramp that leads up to the main entryway. And at its base, you you, you know, you run into the, the guard station again. Still kind of empty. You got some people in there that are in the midst of taking off heavy coats and, you know, trying to warm their hands by the fire. You have other people that are getting, look like they're getting ready to get on a shift. One young appearing elf kind of sits at a desk close to the door and when you arrive looks at the two of you is there something i can help you with how long has it been it's been a few days right so since you dropped off arcturus it has been a week like 10 days i step forward about a week ago we dropped off a friend of ours here a it was very unusual did not have a body was just or, or skin Hopefully that narrows it down as much as possible. We were wondering if we could visit uh, our friend. Goes by Arcturus. Oh yes, the talking skull. Yes, that's the one. You see, Arcturus has already been tried and is down in the dungeons, awaiting his fate. Um, If you would like to talk to him, you are going to have to request permission from the council. He's in the dungeon. Oh, that's right. He, Arcturus was in trouble, wasn't he? Uh, it, sure. Is is there some sort of form to fill out, or or, or visitors sort of, you know, some sort of sign-in sheets to visit dungeon dungeon-bound people, skulls? The elf smirks at you, and then they hold up a single finger, kind of like a wait a minute gesture opens up one of the drawers at the desk in which they are sitting and pulls out this small glass orb. They hold it up about eye level and they start 
whispering something in a language that neither of you understand. Shortly after that, the orb starts to glow ever so lightly. And then you hear the elf say, I have two individuals who would like to speak to Arcturus, who's been moved to the dungeon. You know, the talking skull. Yes. Yes, I already told them they had to go through the council. Is there a particular form that they need to fill out or do they have to make an appointment? What's what's the status quo? We usually don't have people wanting to talk to people in the dungeon. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. All right. I'll, uh, I'll escort them right away. Thank you. Thank you. The orb dims, and the guard looks at you and puts away the orb, stands up. That is very handy. And the little device you have there. Oh, thank you. Have you never seen a communications orb? Communications orb? I would have called it a call sphere. I, I'm, I mean, I've totally seen one. I just, it's handy. Just wanted to say that. It is true. It does fit in the hand quite nicely. I nod. Very confident. They, they kind of like squint at you. Kind of like they're trying to assess how much their bullshitometer is going off or not with you, Ro. <laughs> and I'm, 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 I'm smiling. I'm trying to be pleasant. Yeah. Where are we going, if I might ask? We have to go to the council chambers. Oh, we did not even need to request time. They have already accommodated us. This is quite exciting. Well, it's mostly because of who you're trying to talk to. So now they have questions for you. I, I don't imagine it'll be very painful. Just follow me. The elf grabs their coat and dons it and then leads you out of the guard station. I'm assuming you're following. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't ever like to really assume. <laughs> We're staying and stealing that call sphere. I mean, you might, but... <laughs> I will stay. <laughs> and casually look in this drawer. <laughs> the elf leads you down through the city much farther away than areas that you have previously explored. Certainly not anywhere near the library or the university. The city becomes less congested the farther you go. You start to meander through very old-looking buildings, some of the carvings and engravings looking slightly worn. Eventually, you do come into this open courtyard where before you is this, like, grand entryway. Stone columns, braziers lit, and tapestries hanging from the ceiling. Leading you up a set of four steps, the elf takes you through large wooden doors where inside is a audience hall. So there's marble floors plush carpets. You can see that there are a few chairs scattered along on each the left and right wall as you head towards a bunch of elves sitting at a table, about six of them. The guard walks up to the group of elves and does a very slight bow. Members of the council, I present... They stop. 
turn to look at the two of you. I'm so sorry. Uh, you're going to have to introduce yourselves. <laughs> Hello. I am eight, and I will raise my hand open-palmed. I am traveling with my friends, Simply Arthas, and and I will do a presenting gesture to Ro. And I will do basically the same the same open palm wave. Hello, I'm Ro. I had called and asked about them being able to speak with the um Arcturus. The guard turns and looks at you. Yes, Arcturus, the professor that stole the transporter a hundred years ago that was just recently tried and convicted and awaits his fate in the dungeon. It is at this point that if you're close enough to the elf, you can notice that they're kind of fidgeting a little bit with their fingers as if they they're obviously nervous. Mm -hmm. I was told to escort them immediately to your chambers. One of the elves, the one sitting directly in the center, they are sitting kind of like in an open archway. Nods. You're excused back to your duties. We'll carry it on from here. Guard does that slight bow again. Gives you both a uh, kind of good luck look and leaves you to it. Uh, as, as they leave, I turn around a little bit and go, thank you very much. Thank you. And turn back to the, the council. It's lovely here. Thank you. Now, why exactly do you want to talk to the accused? The convicted, I should say. Well, the the, the convicted uh, is... We traveled with Arcturus for a good good while. We, we became some sort of uh, uh, pals, friends, even. We just wanted to just check in on our friend. I, we, at least myself, I did not realize it would be this whole whole process trying to have a conversation with a friend. But, you know, as, as if we want to follow the rules as much as possible, ruffle as little feathers as possible. I take it you don't associate with many criminals. Well, no. I, I don't know. I don't, when you look at someone, you don't really know whether or not they've broken any any laws, right? There's no sort, sort, sort of visual indicator. That would be very handy. You see a couple of the other elves kind of nod their heads in agreement. Considering he is awaiting his fate, I don't suppose it would hurt for you to be able to talk to him. However, you will have to go talk to him under supervision. No offense, but we certainly don't want you trying to sneak anything into him that might allow him to escape. The thought of aiding a criminal in escaping would never have crossed our minds. Though... Well, now that you now that you mention it, how would Octus really escape? He's incapable of moving of his own free will. You've seen the magic use of a communications orb. You've seen a talking skull. You can't possibly tell me that you can't imagine a way for 
said Skull to find a way to escape without legs. But we've also traveled with him for several several weeks, and he had no signs of locomotion on his own, maybe except for a flapping of his jaw up and down, but was severely an inefficient method of travel. I believe in the time we traveled with Arcturus, I would say he is more like a baby bird than anything else. Or like a lob of coal. But a lot more vocal. I suppose I should ask, I am curious. Has the council decided the, quote, fate of Arcturus? What is to become of him? Yes, you keep saying his fate, awaiting his fate. That sounds so ominous. Council member looks at his companions and then turns to look back at the two of you. We tried Arcturus this past week and we determined that while he was guilty, suffering nearly a hundred years trapped in a wall, living past his death was punishment enough. We have agreed that he is to be set free from the prison of a bodiless skeleton. You mean to execute him? More like to release his soul, which seems to be trapped here. I see. So, so releasing of a soul—that's that's something positive, right? Right? That's. Arcturus seemed to think so. Wonderful. No, it's uh, that's actually good news. That's something to be celebrated. I don't see why we have to be so awaiting his fate. Ooh, so scary about it. Do you suppose? bringing a celebratory cake would be in poor taste. I am assuming he never told you the truth about his crime, did he? Well, we discovered the truth of his crime when we arrived here. And what do you know of it? He saw something very important and things went wrong and he died for it. Well, he sort of died. Mostly dead. Sort of died. Mostly dead. But he made use of an ancient and powerful relic which otherwise would have been left languishing in a chamber somewhere. And the price was his living body. The hubris of it all. Arcturus was the professor of history about a hundred years ago and a headmaster Kieran, and Arcturus had a record of breaking the law. I nod. Most of it was relatively minor, nothing that would get him expelled as a professor until this incident. Well, every group needs a bad boy, right? If I might ask, what was the record? Did he break the law the most times? Did he break the most heinous of laws? Did he break a law while wearing 12 hats? The elf gives you a very confused look and then realizes what you're saying no not that kind of record meaning a list a list of crimes he committed oh he was a repeat offender yes i see well i am not here to judge a skull for its past that is fine that is our job it seems as if arcturus's time in the wall as a skeleton has rehabilitated him he seems quite regretful Perhaps, but we're also not willing to take any chances. Hence why he is being treated as any other convicted criminal, but instead of awaiting execution, he is awaiting release. Now, to be fair, 
This was a term he agreed to. Does that comfort you? It, a little bit, yes. Just, just that that much more. I I would I would be most comfortable if I had known you were feeding him. He might be a skull, but he still enjoys food. All six of them seem very confused by this <laughs> by this comment, like it's something they've never considered. Ah, so so the guard that I told to feed Arcturus never didn't send the memo anywhere. Hmm, okay. We don't deal with prisoner treatment. That is under the warden's jurisdiction. Oh, okay. Well, for for your edification, Arctur, you just place a piece of cheese in Arcturus's jaw, then he he will enjoy it, and you could slide that piece of cheese out from under him and reuse it. And he'll enjoy the, the same. It's not like you have to put in new pieces of cheese. It doesn't even have to be cheese. It could be crackers or grapes. Or jerky. Or jerky. Does your warden typically not feed his prisoners? Well, living prisoners, yes, would get food. Why would you make any exceptions? A creature that does not need nourishment would not necessarily need food from our stores. Would, would it not be up to the prisoner in question to determine whether or not they feel they need to eat. It's possible, but as I've said, we do not deal with care. That is up to the warden. So if Arcturus has requested the warden provide food, the warden would provide food. I'll lean over to aid. They might be too important to deal with the day-to-day. Perhaps. But perhaps we should have a, quote, friendly talk, end quote with the warden as well. Okay. And big doofy smile creases across my face again. I'm thinking about cake. Right? Um, could I ask a question of the two of you? Are we on trial? One question each or? Uh, just a general question. This is from a an elf off to the side. I was told by the headmaster that the two of you and your companion, who is not here... Arthas. The headmaster has said that you have been doing research in the library of some important matters. She was a little vague on the details, but then again, they did say that you came to them in confidence. That is correct. I'm inquiring as to whether or not you would be willing to share the details with us. What are your credentials? What do you mean, what are our credentials? We're the High Council of the city. Sure. What, what is your relation with the Headmaster? To be quite frank, I'm not really certain what the High Council does in the city. Aside from try criminals, apparently. And that's not any slight towards you. We generally, genuinely do not know. That is true. I legitimately do not know anything about the way this city works, other than there is a university, a headmaster, whom we have asked for access to the archives that we may conduct our research unhindered, and apparently now there is also a council. Who makes very important decisions, but what those decisions are, we do not know. Though they do not handle arranging for the feeding of their prisoners. 
And thus is the entirety of a knowledge of what and who you are. A different elf on the other end of the table pipes in. The High Council is responsible for making laws, enforcing those laws, and ensuring the safety of our citizens. If that means trying criminals and putting them in the dungeon or executing them or banishing them, as the case may be, just to keep our citizens and our visitors safe, then so be it. We are responsible for making sure that democracy and ambassadorship is carried forward to other cities in this world. And we represent... Kidova's interests to the Ruheran Council. Ah, the Ruheran Council. Which one of you serves as the envoy to the council? The elf that originally greeted you, the one seated dead center among the group. Which I shouldn't say dead center because it's six people. You can't... You get the idea. Off center. Um, Yeah, off center. Raises his hand. It seems silly to have a council of even numbers. I know, I know, but should <laughs> Do they break a tie? The headmaster is called in. Their a board and a council taller. should never be anything other than odd numbers. If they are, they're not in a function council. But anyway. Mm. Mm. Oh, wonderful. Hello. Mm. Uh, I actually was conducting some research on the Ruheran Council. Why? Well... I was led to research the council a bit as I was conducting related research. You still haven't quite answered our question as to what you are researching. I was... The headmaster came to us Mm -hmm. because you came to her Uh saying that you had dire need of their services and the Uh services of the university. Yes. Apparently, whatever you told her Uh gave them enough pause to Uh come to us and report that you were here doing some important research, but not enough that she broke your trust in relaying details. So we are curious. Do you trust your headmaster? She has done a wonderful job in the 50 years they've held the seat. But do you trust them? Enough. And how good are you at keeping secrets? All six of them glance at each other. I think a little bit too well, judging on that reaction. I don't know. I almost feel less confident at this point than when I originally had asked. You think they can hear us? No. We can hear you just fine. The chamber does echo. Drafts. If you need us to keep confidence, we can do that. My confidence is shaken. They they have a very spicy attitude. Perhaps we should tell them. I'll lean in towards Roe even closer. I must be quite frank. I have interest in, quote, cozying up to the member that reports to the Ruheran Council. It is possible that someone on that council might know more about my creation and the family to which my mother belonged. Okay. I, th- I think it would be worth it then to give them a- an idea of what we were researching. Yes. As, as, as shady as it sounds, I'm inclined, I'm inclined to give us as much of an advantage and we can deal with the consequences later. 
and in true adventurous fashion. You said shady. Is this shady? Well, not shady, not shady, just a little bit. Uh, the fact, when you asked about secrets, they all looked at each other weird. They did. They did. It was noticeable. Meaning they have secrets from each other, but not necessarily from us. Do you think they keep each other's secrets? Or do you suppose they keep their own secrets from one another? I don't know, but I think we should stop whispering to each other and address the question. One of them looks very impatient. Which one? They all look impatient. The one that's tapping the foot. Ah. I think, I, th I think they might be hungry. I'll break that huddle. You see, my companions and I are here on a very important mission that was tasked to us from the leader of the city of Selene. Perhaps you have heard that all of the children under the age of majority from the city of Selene have gone missing as such. The council looks at each other. I had believed it would be the most wise course of action to attend the archives to find any literature or history regarding the sudden disappearance of people throughout the chronicled stories of this land. One of the elves, the one that had originally asked you why you were here. We had heard of the tragedy in Selene. Our hearts and thoughts do go out to the parents, the siblings of those lost children. We had been pondering what we could do once we heard of the news. It seems that we might be able to offer you a little help then, if that is what your mission is. Do you know where you plan on going once you leave the city? I believe we were hoping to figure that out once we've done our research, gain another heading. There is a magician. Oh, perfect, yes. Any suggestions, welcome. Who dwells south of here, beyond the town of Ravenspire and past the crystal shoreline. This magician is rumored to have knowledge of perhaps unsavory is not the right word that I want to use, but let's just say that he is an expert in old relics. Would these relics be historically misunderstood? That is what he has always purported. Unfortunately, his methods have always been a little eccentric, and he ha was expelled from the city a few centuries ago. He might be a good person to talk to. After all, I can't think of anyone else that might have an idea as to how those children could have disappeared all in one night, especially in that great of a number. If you would be willing to make the journey, we might be able to offer you some supplies. A map. But of course, that also determines on where you plan to go. Because it's not a guarantee that he will have the answers. I mean, this is a better direction than any that we have ever received, Eight. That is true. I think it would be in our best interests to accept this help and 
go looking for this magician. And turning to uh, the council, I think we can agree on those terms. Then all you have to do is just let us know when you are ready to depart, and we will make sure that you are outfitted appropriately. Now, if you still would like to talk to Arcturus, you are going to have to be escorted down to the dungeons. Is that something you still require? Oh, yes, of course. Perhaps after we get a cake of sorts. Yes. Maybe a cupcake. Arcturus is not going to eat the entire cake. What do you think? And I'm motioning over to the council. One of the council members is clearly trying to hide a snicker. Um, the rest of them seem, at this point, a little bored. A little like, um, you know, we have more important things to deal with. Why are we still dealing with these two? But the the central, quote unquote, elf, if you insist on getting something to bring to the prisoner by all means uh, given his size a cupcake might be best especially since it's not going to go anywhere or maybe like a donut hole or a small cheesecake whatever it is you decide to get just make sure that you hand the guards this and and with that he takes a piece of parchment he scribbles a note on the parchment closes it seals it with wax and holds it out to the two of you grab it examine the seal and then gingerly place it in i'm get, i'm guessing i've got a knapsack of some sort somewhere somewhere safer protected from the elements yeah yeah not a problem wonderful so just take this to the guard and then we will see you in a few days should we how do we contact you do we get one of those call spheres call sphere oh the communications or um no just there is a and with that the elf points to a small alcove to the right by the door where you came in if you go in the we have a receptionist who will make sure that you are given an appointment. I turn. Ah. We can take note of what you are going to need and make sure you outfit it accordingly. Okay. We'll do that. Thank you for your time. I hope you have a good lunch. Council members nod. Ren, did you want to say anything? Nope. I agree with everything Rose says. <laughs> I think then in that case, we'll end the session there. Thanks for listening. We hope you'll join us next time. But in the interim, follow us on Twitter at Roads Uncharted. The Roads Uncharted podcast is GM'd and produced by Dax, who you can find on Twitter at GM underscore Dax. We use the Genesis RPG system published by Fantasy Flight Games and music licensed by Epidemic Sound. Arthas, champion of Offum, is played by Neil. Eight is played by Ren who also composed the music for our opening theme. Follow them on Twitter at Thorny Dryad. Ro is played by Kappa, and you can follow him on Twitter at the Kappa Chris.